of be it unto me according to thy word. You know, all this started at Christmas time, talking about little Mary. The words that Mary said to the angel, when the angel told Mary she was going to have a child, and her response was, be it unto me according to thy word. And I'm going to tell you, something just began to stir in me, and I just can't get away from it. The more I think about it, the more I look into it, God just keeps bringing scriptures and keeps talking to me about this. And I'm I'm telling you, church, I believe the Lord wants you to grab a hold of this. Be it unto you, according to God's word. That's something you need to grab a hold of. Amen? Don't be it unto me according to my thinking. I might not be thinking right. Huh? Don't be it unto me according to speaking sometimes, because I might not be speaking right. And Lord, don't be it unto me according to what Bonnie's got to say about me. Hello? <laughs> Amen? I love you, Sister Bonnie. <laughs> She'll not pick an order this morning. But be it unto me according to God's word. Amen? So let's get back into this this morning. Uh, we're going to be on number 20. I'm, I'm not ready for that yet. Just, just asking you to pull that up this morning as we get ready to do that. Amen? Be it unto me according to the word. Can y'all say that with me this morning? Be it unto me according to thy word. How about this one? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I'm redeemed. So I say so. <laughs> that sounds country, don't it? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Y'all remember me talking about that? Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. We talked about this. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And I even took you into the book of Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, all the way through 41, and showed you what the curse of the law is. We don't want none of that stuff, do we? We want the blessings of God in our life. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And guess what? Look at me, church. Sickness is a curse of the law. Sickness is a curse of the law. If it wasn't for Adam's sin, there would never have been sickness in the land. You and I would have never suffered sickness if it had not been for the original sin that Adam committed in the Garden of Eden. Amen? Now don't get mad at Adam because if you'd been in that Garden of Eden, you probably would have sinned bigger than he did. Come on. Hey, this is tell the truth. We can get all oh, mad. I'm gonna punch Adam in the nose. No, you better not punch yourself in the nose because you were you probably really would have messed things up. Hey, at least Adam repented. Amen. Amen. Adam repented. You don't see any more in scripture where Adam was running from God. You don't read any more in scripture where Adam disobeyed God at all. He disobeyed God one time in his life. Brought original sin into the world. You don't see nothing in writing where it says Adam disobeyed God the second time. Oh, but how many of us can hold up our hands and say, we have? Amen. Man, we've disobeyed God two times, three times, four. Come on, church. Amen. Come on. That was just this past week. <laughs> Come on. Amen. So let's don't get mad at Adam. Let's just deal with the problem we got here, okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good to us this morning. He's good to us this morning, church. He loves us this morning. Amen. He's here with us this morning. Praise God. 
And we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. I want to ask you to stand for a reading of God's Word this morning. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. We show honor and reverence to the Word of God today. Amen. As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, even God, listen to this, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Father, I thank you for the reading of your holy word this morning. Father, my prayer is that you will put this in every soul the way you put it in me. For everybody that can hear the sound of my voice, God, that you will, you will give them a revelation of what you are saying through your holy word and put it in them the way you put it in me, God, that they can see the vision and run with the vision, God. Father, I pray right now for your anointing. Hide your servant behind the cross. Give us your anointing in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. We know he's talking to Abraham right here. God's talking to Abraham. Say, I made you the father of many nations. And by the way, he changed his name to father of many nations. Right? Before him who he believed. Look at, look at this. Even God, comma, who quickeneth the dead. Which in other words, revived the dead. This word quickeneth means, when you see the word quickeneth, in the scripture, it means revived. Revive the dead and cause those things which be not as though they were. That's God. That's the kind of God that you and I serve this morning. Amen? That's God. Church, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed from sicknesses and diseases. We do not have to die sick. We can die healthy. Amen? The devil has painted a picture in people's minds that you've got to get sick. Your body's got to be in failure. Before you die, you can die healthy. You just close your eyes and go on and be with Jesus. I looked at all you're doing is stepping out. When you die and leave this body, you're just stepping out. Stepping out of this body and stepping on into glory. That's all it is. That's all it is. Don't listen. Don't pay attention to Hollywood because they don't know what they're talking about. Pay attention to what the Word of God says. That knows everything there is to know about. Amen. So we can die healthy. We don't have to die sick. We don't have to live sick. I told you last week that I have not been sick in six years because my mind goes back six years of being your pastor. But after Angel and I started talking, I began to realize it's been longer. It's been more than a decade. It's been more than a decade since I've been sick. I'm talking about no flu, no pneumonia. No diarrhea. Come on. <laughs> no nothing. Oh, I've been injured. Injured and sick ain't the same thing. See, I, the kind of work that Brother Chad and I have, you know. Oh, by the way, look at that thumb. I, I got I to gotta, look at that cutter on that thumb. Ain't that, that old black is gone, amen? My grandkids always run to me, look at my fingers. And, oh, oh, what happened to your thumb? What happened to your finger? You know, I always got black fingernails because I, I mash my fingers. Working, you know. I dropped a big old... Big old uh, PTO pump on my knee. I limped around for about three weeks, but God healed it. Amen. God healed it. So I've gotten injured, and God's brought me through healing and injury, but I'm talking about sickness. I haven't been sick in, I believe it's over a decade now. You know, I talk about my kidney. You know, and the Lord 
I had to have surgery to take my kidney out. But my kidney wasn't sick. I had actually injured my kidney. Being stupid, being a man. How many of men we do stupid things sometimes? Come on. I was back. I was at home, brother. Earl's looking around. He don't know what I'm talking about. But I was at home one day, and, and I was back in my trailer up, and um, and I was back in the trailer up, and I put the trailer up against an embankment. I didn't realize I was pushed up against an embankment. And so I'm undoing the trailer, and I'm unhooking it, and it didn't want to give. And so I thought, well, everything's undone the way it's supposed to be. I'm just not pulling hard enough. I reached down there and grabbed that, that tongue on that trailer and I jerked it with everything I had and I heard something pop in my back. Next thing I know, I was waking up on the ground. I passed out. Pain was so intense, I passed out. I was waking up and when I got up, I couldn't stand up. I literally was crawling to my truck and I, blew, I laid down on the horn to get Angela out there to me and get me in the house. I couldn't walk. I didn't know what I had done at that time. I laid in the floor, Angel's ready to call 911. I said, no. I didn't have no insurance at the time, so I was like, no. I'm not going to the hospital. Just give me a few minutes. They leave, don't touch me, leave me alone. And I said, y'all just pray. And I began to pray, and Angel began to pray, my kids began to pray. In about 30 minutes, I laid there a long time. I was in a lot of pain. 30 minutes later, I came up off that floor and stood up. Came up off that floor and stood up. Went on about my business. About two years later, that's when they found the, 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 the kidney. It was ruptured. I had ruptured my kidney and it had bled out and that blood had turned to calcium somehow. I don't understand it. And a, a tumor began to grow. This calcium is beginning to grow around the tumor of calcium. When they took it out, they had to use a bone saw to cut the kidney in half. They thought I had cancer. They were going. They cut it because they were going to do more surgery on me. That while I'm laying there wide open, they cut that thing with a bone saw. When they realized there was no cancer cells, they sewed me back up. I wasn't. My kidney wasn't sick. It was injured. So it's been over a decade. So what I'm teaching you today, I'm living this, and I'm telling you, stand on the word of God. The things I'm telling you this morning, I'm actually living this. Amen. I'm living it. Now I told <laughs> I told little cow at work, she's she been fighting the flu, Lord. Just, one week she's fighting, fighting the flu, and next week she's hurt. I said, honey, you gotta stop being sick all the time. And I said, first thing you gotta do is make up your mind, say, I'm done being sick. I'm now gonna get sick. Well, she misunderstood me, thought, well, you could just say you're not gonna be sick, and that's just the end of it. And I said, oh no, no, it's a little bit more to that. I said, you gotta stand on God's word. Not only do you got to stand on God's word, you got to confess God's word. Not only do you need to confess God's word, you need to eat right too. Huh? Come on. You can't eat a box of donuts every day talking about I'm going to lose 20 pounds and God's going to fix my heart. It don't work that way. You can quote every healing scripture you can find and as long as you eat that box of donuts, it is not going to work. you got to eat healthy. Amen? While I was pushing some of y'all this Daniel fast and get y'all eat better because how you eat. When I, when I was in school, when I, we had health classes. I don't know if they have health classes anymore. We had health classes. Y'all remember health class? Yeah. Remember the, I think it was the five categories of food you're supposed to eat every day, you know, drink your milk, eat your fruit. Y'all remember those days? Remember what they used to tell us? They said, that teacher said something one day and I was like, this is a little kid boy, it hit me hard. I never forgot what she said. You 
are what you eat. Oh, y'all, y'all was in that class too? Amen. <laughs> you are what you eat, so if you eat donuts, you're just a big old donut. Come on. Amen. You gotta watch what you eat. You can't just fill your body with a bunch of junk and then talk about how God's gonna heal you. Huh? That's like somebody puffing on a cigarette talking about God's gonna heal me of lung cancer. Old people do that. God telling them you stop smoking and I'll heal you, and they refuse to stop it. They just keep on puffing that cigarette. And then won't God, y'all pray for me, God gonna heal me. No, he ain't gonna heal you till you stop. Amen. Come on, that's good preaching right there. Say amen, preacher. Man, I got amen myself this morning. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good to us this morning. How many of y'all found in your email that there was 101 healing scriptures in your email inbox? Amen. Anybody find that? Amen. I sent that to you for a reason. The same scriptures that Angel has on on, on the projector you've got in your inbox you need to be reading those scriptures out loud out loud amen because faith listen your your spirit needs to hear the word of god and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god so you need to read it out loud go over those 101 healing scriptures it don't take you but about five minutes if you just go through it Amen. And you need to build your faith up on the healing. What does the Word of God say about healing? I'm, raise your hand if you just enjoy being sick and miserable all the time. Not a single person wants to be sick and miserable, right? I'm trying to tell you something. I've been living this for over a decade now, and I'm telling you it works. It works. Amen. We've got to get into God's Word. What does God say about us? Amen. What does God say about us? And now here's some things. Uh, I learned something from Charles Cap. Anybody knows Charles Cap? You ever listen to Charles Cap preaching? He's gone on to be the Lord. He, he was a famous preacher back in the day. And I was watching him this past week, and he was talking about calling your help into existence. And, and he ran across people who say, well, when I get healed, then I'll say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, when I get healed, I'll say so. Well, you think you're not thinking right, okay? And, it's, and some people come up to you and say, well, I just call it the way I see it, the way it is. I just say it the way it is. No, you want to say it the way you want it to be, not the way it is. Look at Romans chapter 4, 17 we just read. God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Miss Angel, turn that camera around here on this side of the church so folks can see. We actually got people in the church this morning. Amen. <laughs> got everybody sitting on one side this morning. <laughs> but we call those, God calls those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And people will tell you, well, when I feel healed, then I'll confess my healing. No, honey, you better confess your healing before you do anything. Amen. Amen. And Charles can't put it this way. He says, like you go out on your front porch and you're going to call your dog. You're getting ready to feed your dog. And so I'm going to try to repeat his illustrations. I thought it was so good, though I know I can't do it as good as he did it. 
But he says, you go outside, you get ready to feed your dog, and you go out there, and you say, oh, my dog ain't here. I can't see my dog. I can't see my dog. I can't call my dog because I don't see my dog. I need to feed my dog, but I don't see my dog. I can't call my dog. But I see a cat. I guess I'll call the cat. Come here, kitty, 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 kitty. Come here. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Got dog food in your hand. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Your neighbor comes out and says, What you doing? You ain't got no cat. I know, but I see a cat. I'm looking for my dog. I want to feed my dog, but I don't see my dog. I see my cat. He said, hey, dummy, why don't you just call your dog? Oh, no, I only call what I see. <laughs> if you want healing, call for healing. Like you would call for your dog. Healing, come here. Healing, come here. Amen. Healing, come here. Amen. I assure you, Brother Jeff wants Patsy to come to him. He don't say, Malachi, come here. And then Malachi shows up. He says, boy, I didn't want you. I wanted your mama, but I didn't see her. I want your mama. Malachi, come here. I wonder when Patsy's going to show up. Huh? You see, you're calling one thing, but you want another. See? So call for your healing. Healing is mine. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Healing is mine. Healing is the children's bread. It's what, that's what Jesus told the woman. He said, healing is the children's bread. Are, you, are we not children of God? We're children of God this morning. Amen? Psalms 107, verses 2 through 3 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You say so before you see so. Well, y'all didn't write that one down. That's about as country as, as country can get. You say so before you see so. Huh? You don't see healing. Amen? Amen? You might not see your dog, but if you call your dog and call your dog's name, your dog will come, right? If he wants to eat. But you don't see your dog. But you call your dog before you see it. You want healing, you've got to call it before you feel it. Come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You say so before you see so. You say so before you feel so. Mm, that's good. You say so before you understand so. Well, how in the world? Is, I just don't know. Stop trying to figure out everything and just trust God. Amen. You tell God what you want. Don't try to figure out how it's going to happen. Let God do that part. That's His part. See, sometimes we need to stay in our own pay grade. You know what? Some things are above our pay level. Amen? Angel was asking me yesterday, she says, we get ready to do this food bank. She says, well, how do we know who really needs help and who really don't need help? And, you know, there might be some coming through that just want to get food, but they don't really need it as bad as the next car. I said, how are we going to? I said, you know what? That's above my pay grade. I'm just going to do what God said and give them food, and I'm going to let God figure out everything else. Amen? I'm going to let God separate the greedy from the needy. That's not my job. My job is to be obedient and say, here, here's a loaf of bread. Here's some peanut butter. Here's some soup. Come on, church. Here's some, here's some, oh, here's some, uh, some pinto beans and here's some cornbread. Amen. That's my job. My job ain't to figure out who needs what. That's God's job. Sometimes we've got to stay in our pay grade. Amen. 
Let God figure things out. So we say so before we understand so. You say so before someone tells you so. Don't ask somebody, oh, do I look healed? No, you look terrible. If I was you, I'd go back to bed. I wouldn't come out. Lord, don't come out until you look better. Don't ask people how you look. They'll tell you. Come on. I came out of the shower last night and I had my, my hair combed down straight. Instead of over to the side, you know. I had it combed down straight and, and I, shaved, I shaved most of that little beard off face. And I, I said, Angel, how do I look now? She looked at me. You need to fix your hair. I ain't going to tell you what she said. It was insulting. Amen. <laughs> but then she got out of the chair, came over and had the nerve to start playing with my hair and putting it back the way she, she wanted it to be. You see? Don't ask somebody how you look. They'll tell you. Amen. You need to say so before somebody tell you how you look. Amen. Be it unto me according to thy word. Romans chapter 4 verse 18. Go there with me this morning. Romans chapter 4 and verse, verse 18. It says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Listen, we had to believe against sickness. Listen to me, church. This is, the, this is right off the pages of what Abraham went through, okay? We had to believe against sickness and believe in health. Be not weak in faith and consider not our own bodies that are sick when we feel sick. That's what Abraham did. He considered not his own body but held on to the promise of God of Isaac being born. Look, watch this. We have to hold on to Jesus. So we, we stagger not at unbelief, but be strong in the faith, giving glory to God. Be fully persuaded. Listen to me, church. Be fully persuaded what God said He is able and willing to perform. Amen? That goes with everything in life. Be fully persuaded that what God is able and He is willing to perform whatever it is we need Him to perform in our lives. Amen? Abraham held on to God. He was way past the age of childbearing. His wife was well past the age of childbearing. But yet God changed His name to Abraham, calling Him the father of many nations. Every time somebody called him Abraham, they were confessing that he was the father of many nations. What was God doing? God was getting him to speak that which was not into existence. In other words, when they would say Abraham, they were calling Isaac, come forth. 
comes just like Jesus is at the tomb of Lazarus, and he says, Lazarus! You see, if Jesus didn't say Lazarus, then Bill, Bob, and Joel would have came out of the tomb too. Come on. If he just opened it, y'all come on out. Everybody in the tomb would have came out. Everybody in the graveyard would have came out. But he called Lazarus by name. Lazarus, he's the only Lazarus in there. Lazarus, come forth. Mm. You see? Calling those things that be not as though they were. And you and I know right now you this is where you disconnect. Well, brother, we ain't God. <laughs> we ain't Jesus. You're right. We're not. We ain't near as intelligent as they are. Amen. But what if God gave you a gift today and everything you said came to pass in an instant of time? As quick as you can snap your fingers, everything that came out of your mouth is happened. Just like that. Would you watch what you say? Would you think about what you're going to say before you say it? Oh, honey, that just tickles me to death. How many times has somebody said that? That just tickles me to death. You mean you're going to laugh till you die? I mean, I guess that's a good way to die, but why do you want to die while you laugh? Don't you want to live? You see what I'm saying? Oh, Lord, you're driving to Atlanta. <laughs> Ooh, we got some choice words there, don't we? Come on, church. Somebody pulled out in front of you and told you you was number one with their middle finger. Oh, come on. Don't tell me they never have a little heaven me. Huh? All kind of thoughts come to your mind. Well, I'll just give them a piece of my mind. No good, sorry, so and so. Come on, church. Everything you say is going to happen instantly. Would it change what you say? Would it change how you think? The only difference between us and God is things don't happen instantly. When God speaks, it happens instantly. But God has given you this gift. The Bible says in Proverbs that death and life are in the power of tongue. What you say is what you get when you have faith. Jesus said if you have faith in the grain of a mustard seed, a mustard seed, a tiny seed, that means you ain't got to have giant faith. Just a little bit. That you could speak to a mountain. Jesus, I didn't write this. Jesus said this. Say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Is that not Mark, Mark chapter 11? Huh? Jesus said that. I didn't say that. It's written in red. Those are the words of Jesus. And he told him, he's talking to you. And he's telling you, if you've got the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you speak to that mountain. And a jump. And I told you last week, I gave you the illustration about the lady who prayed over that mountain and spoke over that mountain until one day she didn't have to walk that mountain no more. The big machines came out and digged up the dirt and moved the mountain for her that she was praying against all those years so she could walk on level ground. Amen. What a powerful testimony to Mark chapter 11. God has given that to you. Be careful what you speak. Amen. We're in the middle of flu season. And the first thing that comes up, well, you know, every time this year, I just take the flu. I just, I'm just doing my best to catch the flu. Y'all pray for me. My God, you're just confessing the flu all over yourself. That's right. 
Well, my, my grandma, she died of Alzheimer's. My great-grandma died of Alzheimer's. My, her sister died of Alzheimer's. My aunt and my uncle, they all had Alzheimer's. I guess it just runs in the family. That's probably how I'll go, too. Hello? Y'all know people talk this way? Don't raise your hand if you talk that way because I'm trying to teach you better. But you know people talk this way? Listen. My little aunt, I told you last week, my, 80, my 83 year old aunt, she said, My mama might have died of Alzheimer's. My grandma might have died of Alzheimer's. My brother might have died of Alzheimer's. My sister might have died of Alzheimer's. They all died before they ever hit the age of 80 years old. Most of them didn't even see mid 70s. They all died of all time. They ran in the family. But my aunt said, not so with me. I'll, I break the curse of all timers in my family. I break the curse over and over my life. My love, people, you heard her preach not too long ago. 83 years old, she's still as sharp as a whip. Come on. She's as sharp now as she was 50 years ago. Why? Because she broke the curse of all timers over her life by saying so before it happened so. Oh, that's a good one to write down. Say so before it happens so. Stop telling everybody because it's January you're going to get the flu. Amen. Psalms 91. thousand fall at your side. 10,000 right hand. But it will not come nigh thee. Psalms 91. Amen. Say so before it happens so. You got to speak God's word this morning. Amen. Be fully persuaded that what God is able to do this in your life and that He wants to do this for you. Amen. That God wants to heal you this morning. God wants to heal you. Let me tell you a story about my granddaughter. A couple of years ago, we was out here, 4th of July, shooting fireworks. And y'all have y'all all seen me, little Riley. Y'all know Riley. Riley's out there with us. We're shooting fireworks. All of a sudden, I fall. I saw this little fireball coming down and hit it right toward Riley, and she was looking up, and that thing hit her right in the eye. She hit the ground just a scream. That fireball and that fireworks hit her in the eye, began to burn her eye. And she hit the ground. I ran to her, began to, began to pray. Had to force her hands off of her eyes so I could see what I saw when she let go of her hands. And I saw her eye was burnt. That thing that hit her eye. Her mom and daddy put her in the car and, 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 and put the flashes on and ran straight to the emergency room with her. I didn't go to the emergency room. I ran straight to the altar. I got in this altar and I wouldn't let go of the horns of this altar. I began to pray. People began to come and check on me. I was in this altar. I said, I'm not leaving this altar until I get a phone call from my daughter telling me that my little granddaughter, I, is okay. I mean, listen, the devil's telling me she's going to be blind. The devil's telling me her face is going to be disfigured. The devil's telling me all kinds of things. Oh, she got hit that firewall. You've seen what firecrackers do to people. You've seen what fireworks do to people. Oh, she's going to be disfigured. She's going to be blind in that eye. I begin to rebuke every bit of it. I said, no, devil, you a liar. I stand the promises of Jesus Christ. I pray the blood of Jesus over that little girl and I pray for three hours. Three hours. I never listened to the angel came to look at her and said, 
look for me. Other grandkids came to look for me. But Papa, are you coming out? I said, I'm not coming out until I hear. I got to hear from heaven. I got to hear from my daughter. That girl's going to be okay. Three hours later, I got a phone call. And Cindy says, Daddy, she's just fine. The doctors checked her eyes. There's nothing in it. She can see just fine. She's got good vision. They're going to put a little patch over her eye just for precaution, but she don't need that when she had that thing off the next morning. <laughs> I'm telling you, you look at her face today, you won't see one mark. Not one mark on her face where that fireball hit her. And yet we all saw it happen. Amen. Because I refuse to accept what I saw with my natural. Come on. And I confess what I saw in my spiritual. And what I saw was a girl with both eyes completely healed. Amen. And, oh, come on, church. I'm telling you, you got to get a hold of this. You got to get a hold of this this morning. Amen. You got to get a hold of this. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 26. In verse 26, this is the story of the Shunammite woman. In verse 26, it says, Run now. This is Elijah talking to his servant. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say to her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. But here's the problem, church. It wasn't well with her child. Her child was dead. Her child had died. Her child was laying in the bed where the prophet slept. The mother didn't know what to do. The prophet wasn't there. The man of God wasn't there. She didn't know about Jesus. She didn't know about the blood of Jesus Christ because he hadn't, been, he hadn't died yet. Come on. This is Old Testament. But she takes that little boy and she lays him in the prophet's bed thinking if I can lay him where the prophet lay, the power of God will heal him and he'll wake up. He laid there and he did not wake up. So the next thing she does, she said, saddle me a donkey. I'm going after, I'm going after the prophet. She refused to confess what she was seeing with her eyes. She refused to speak the word death over her child. She refused to accept that her child had died. Instead, she says, I'm going after the man of God. Church, this is where you got to get to. Her faith is superb. Superb faith. She goes after the man of God. He sees her in the distance and he tells his younger servant, because he's an old man now, go after her. Go after her and see what she needs. Ask her if it's all well. What does she say? It's all well. It's all well with my husband. It's all well with my house. It's all well with me. It's all well with my child. Was she lying? No, she was confessing faith. She refused to accept the reality that her son had died and instead embraced the promise that her son would live. Because God gave her that son. Amen? Are you listening to me, church? We're talking about faith this morning. We're talking about being unto me according to thy word. Amen? We're digging up roots of of doubt and unbelief out of our souls this morning. Praise God. Praise God. We know the rest of the story. Elijah goes to her. 
goes to the child, lays on the child and breathes a breath of light back into him and he, and he gives the boy back to his mom. Amen. Amen. But she refused. Had she had changed her testimony, had she had said, my son is dead, she could have just not even left to go after the man of God. Most people would have just put on their black dresses and began to mourn right then. Most people would have went and got the shovel and said, I guess we're getting ready for a funeral and called the funeral parlor. But she goes after the man of God. And she says, all is well. So I don't know what you're going through this morning, but you need to say, all is well. You don't confess the bad you see with your eyes, nor the bad you feel with your body. Now, I'm not talking about denying what you feel, but you don't confess. It's because you start to feel the symptoms of the flu. Don't mean you got to confess you got the flu. Amen. I think, I, I think I'm beginning to feel the symptoms of the flu. Y'all pray for me. That's a big difference in saying, y'all know I'm going to get the flu. It's a big difference. Amen? Big difference. My Lord. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 24. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, is there any whosoever's in the house this morning? I am. I'm a whosoever. Tag, let that be my last name. Let that be my first name. Whosoever. He's talking to me, brother. Is he talking to you? Are you going to be a whosoever that Jesus is talking to here? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and thou shalt doubt in his heart, believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now Charles Cap says you've got to have some common sense to go along with your faith. Because if you don't, you'll get carried away into some foolishness. Amen. And I like the way he said that. And he told a story of him in an airplane. He said he was going somewhere in an airplane and he got lost. Can you imagine getting lost and, and you're, you're thousands of feet up in the air and you're lost? And you don't know where you're going? You don't know where to land this thing? He said he was flying, and Charles Cap said he had enough fuel in his tank for four hours. He said he's five hours into his, his flight. He said when he finally found the airport and landed, he had flown five and a half hours. His tank was only good for four hours. But while he's up there, knowing he's lost, he's confessing the word of God and saying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you've got to give me more fuel. I know I'm running out. I know I've only got four hours of fuel. You've got to give me more fuel. And that airplane kept a flying. And when the mechanic checked the airplane out, the mechanic came back and told him, Sir, you still got 17 gallons left. And the mechanic says, This is impossible. This tank only holds four hours. It only gets four hours of fuel mileage on this tank. And it did so before, and they said it did so after. But while he was in the air, his life was in jeopardy. And he began to call on God, and God sustained his life. And Charles Capps said he told this story one day in church, and said there was a man and woman that got in their car, and sure enough, their car was on empty. And they're going down the road, and they saw a gas station coming up. And his wife said, well, honey, you going to pull over here and get some gas? And the gentleman said, no. If God can put fuel in Charles Capture's airplane, he can put gas in my gas tank. 
and they drove right past the gas station five miles out into the country and ran out of gas. So Charles Cap said, make sure you ain't in foolishness, but you're in faith. Uh, God gives you common sense, pull over and get some gas, amen? Come on, church. But in his situation, there wasn't no gas stations up in the sky. It was either you're going to survive or you're going to die. That's different. Amen? And doing that is the same as what Jesus said, tempt not the Lord thy God. That's, his test. That's tempting God. You're testing God. I don't see God. You're on driving past the gas station. Huh? That's foolishness. Amen. Don't be foolish. Amen? Amen. Don't be foolish. Don't stop taking your medication that the doctors have given you. Don't be foolish, but pray over your medication. And then go back to your doctor and question him, do I really need that? Can I not live without that? And again, to confess your healing over your medication. Amen. Until you get God's direction in your soul to stop taking that medication. In your doctor's word to stop taking that medication. Amen. Don't be foolish. Amen. That's a good illustration Charles Cap gives. Don't be foolish. So don't just say, well, pastor said, I don't have to be sick no more, so I'm just going to refuse to be sick. I'm just going to be stubborn about it, and you're going to eat a box of pa uh, pancakes every day. What you having for lunch? Donuts. Y'all want some? I'm going to stop by and get five gallons of ice cream on the way home. That's going to be my son. All that. I won't gain no weight because you know what? Because when I eat it, God's going to turn that ice cream into a carrot when it hits my stomach. In Jesus' name, amen. You know we have to say stuff like this because there's people out there that think they know the elevator don't go all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Again, this is foolishness. God's not going to turn that birthday cake into a carrot all the way down to your stomach, honey. It's going to be birthday cake when it hits you, okay? And you're going to get the benefits of a birthday cake instead of a carrot. If you want the benefits of a carrot, you better eat a carrot. Amen? Don't pass the gas station when your car is on empty. Now, I have been low on money. And I have been lost before. And didn't know how far it was to the next gas station. And I watched the hanging go up. You know, I don't know why God didn't fill it up. He didn't, he never filled my car up. But I can think of three times I saw the gas can go up in my life when I needed it to go up. I laid hands on my car before I ever knew what, how to return reach and say, God, I need you to heal this car. I need to crank. I need to crank up. Amen. God can do the impossible. And then finally the Lord told me one day, boy, you keep buying these junk cars. You'll get tired of healing them for you. You better learn how to fix them. Amen. Very good education. I learned how to fix a car. I said, Yes, Lord, I'll do that. Amen. You can't just live your whole life and your hands on the dash. You know, the check engine light is on. I'm just going to lay my hands on the dash. Yes, and I know, I know mechanics, you know, and I've got to learn to pay them. I'm going to believe God. No, come on. Don't get into foolishness. Get into faith. But when you're in the middle of nowhere, if you need God, He'll be there. Amen. And when you're feeling these sick, sick symptoms come upon your body, come on, God will be there. Amen. 
So take your NyQuil and say, I'm taking this NyQuil in the name of Jesus, and I command these symptoms to leave me right now in the name of Jesus. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to be healed. Amen. Say that instead of saying, y'all pray for me, I'm about dead. Huh? How you doing, brother? My back's about to kill me. Lord, we got to stop talking like that. Amen. Got to stop talking like that. All right, Miss Angel, put some scriptures on there. We're going to wrap this up this morning. We left off in verse 20, so go to verse 21. Verse 21, this is in your, your email. Look at what it says. I'm just going to read through some of these real quick, and then we're going to wrap this up this morning. I sent my word and healed you and delivered you from your destructions. Psalms 107, verse 20. Now what they've done, what Keith Moore done, Keith Moore wrote all these scriptures out, he put it in the personal tense so it's directed to you so you see yourself in this when you read it. But every word comes straight out of the Bible. And so if you have this in your email, you got the scriptures in your email, get your Bible out. Get your Bible out. And begin to read what it says, okay? Verse 22, You shall not die, but live and declare my words. This was the scripture that the Holy Ghost came up inside of me when I was sitting in that doctor's office and the doctor said, I think you got kidney cancer. I hope you're going to be alright. And the Holy Ghost rose up in me because fear began to jump on me and the Lord said, prophesy. Prophesy over yourself that you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I couldn't tell you where it was written out, brother. I just knew it was in the Bible and I began to quote it in the doctor's office in Immediately, when I heard the bad report, I did not accept the bad report. Come on, church. Amen. And I didn't have cancer either. Come on, amen. amen. Maybe, maybe the cancer cells were there, but when I started confessing, guess what? God took them out. Amen. amen. And I got home, I found the scripture. You need the scripture. That's Psalms 118, verse 17. Psalms 147, verse 3. I heal your broken heart and bind up your wounds. Mm. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. The years of your life shall be many. Well, you can testify to that one, can't you, honey? The years of your life shall be many. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 8. Trust, trust in me brings health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Anybody need some bone strength? These are bone strength. There you go. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. My words are life to you and health and medicine to all your flesh. Come on. We don't have to have skin cancers. We don't have to have spots on our flesh. Come on. Amen. What does the word say? Confess the word. That the redeemed of the Lord say what? Say so. Amen. Proverbs 15 and 30. My good report makes your bones fat. <laughs> oh. My Lord, you got real bones? Come on. Say these scriptures and drink your milk. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you can't drink milk, get some calcium pills. Some, something. Help me. Come on, take your vitamins. Angel and I are still taking vitamins that all the doctors came out with back in COVID. I still take zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D. We still take those. I mean, we got a little reminder. Our little Alexis tells us every day 
called our name, and then says, take your, take your vitamins, because she done changed the speech to some Australian lady or something. Take your vitamins. Amen. So you got to eat right. Take your vitamins. Yeah. You got any wrestling fans in here? Y'all remember what Hulk Hogan used to say? Come on, big brothers. You got to say your prayers. You got to take your vitamins <laughs> and exercise. Amen. You got to exercise. Exercise. Get out of the house. Put the remote. Put their TV remote down and go get, go walk something. Come on, get, get some exercise. Go join Sharon in the morning. She'll walk your legs off. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Take your vitamins. Eat right this morning. Amen. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Number 28. My pleasant words are sweet to your soul and help to your bones. There's that bones again. Number 29, my joy is your strength. A merry heart does good like medicine. Mm. God don't want you depressed. He wants you full of joy. Amen. You don't have to be depressed. Be full of joy instead. How do I do that? Make a decision. I refuse to be depressed. I just refuse. What do I got to be depressed about? Amen. I got a thousand things to be joyful about. Have y'all seen my grandkids? If not, Angel will show you every picture she got them in her phone. Amen. How about your grandkids? Don't they give you joy? If I know my grandkids will give me that much joy, I had them first. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Look at this. Number 30. The eyes of the blind shall be opened. The eyes of them that see not them. Mm. Number 31. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. I told you my testimony how God has healed my ears. I don't have to put up with that ringing sound. I don't have to put up with deafness. Amen. I, I gave my hearings away. I don't need them things. I don't use them. I gave them away. Why? Because God has healed me. And I testified to you during this series how God healed me when my little granddaughter ran behind my trailer and called my name. And I'm inside my truck with the engine running. And I heard my little granddaughter say, Paul, Paul. And I couldn't see her in the mirror, but I could hear her with my healed ears. The same ears the VA says you need hearing aid for. I heard the voice of my little granddaughter. And she wasn't yelling. She don't have a loud mouth like me. She's that little calm, sweet voice. And I heard her say, Paul, Paul. And I didn't see her in the mirror. I put that thing in park. I stepped out and there she was. I'll be grateful. 10,000 years from now, I'll be kissing Jesus' feet saying, thank you for healing my ears that day. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. 32, the tongue of the dumb shall sing. The tongue of the stammer shall be made ready to speak plainly. The lame man shall leap as a heart. Come on, does your knee hurt, your leg hurt? Come on. Have a hard time walking? The lame man shall leap as a deer. Come on. Boy, you know a deer can leap. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Amen. Number 34. I will recover you and make you live. I am ready to save you. Isaiah 38, verse 16 and 20. Hmm. I give power to the faint. I increase strength to them that have no might. Isaiah 40, verse 29. 
I will renew your strength. I will strengthen you and help you. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Oh, I like this one now because, you know, I'm 20 years older than angels today. So I like this one. Amen. To your own age and gray hair, and I will carry you, and I will deliver you. Oh, honey, don't worry about getting old. God's got you. Hey! <laughs> God's got us. Amen. I'm not going to no nursing home. I don't need one. I ain't going to never need one. Come on, church. I'm going to live to be a right old age and take care of myself. I'm going to be in my right mind because Alzheimer's has been cussed out of my family. Come on, church. I'm going to be just as healthy in my 80s as I am in my 50s. Come on, church. Amen. I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to lose muscle tone. No, no. You men, listen to me. You ladies just stick your fingers in your ears for a moment. You men, listen to me. When you go to the restroom, speak to your prostate. Prostate, be healed in Jesus' name. Prostate, be normal in Jesus' name. Organs, be normal in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on. Bladder, be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heart? Uh-uh. No, no. That was just a bean, you idiot. You too many beans on this damn fast. You ain't have no heart attack. That's, that's just a little heartburn, heart. You hear me? Come on. Speak to that organ. You stop that. Stop that hurting heart. Mm -hmm. Ain't no pain in my heart. I rebuke that. Get, let go. Let go. Let go. Healing, come. Healing, come on. Don't look at me like I just don't know why I can do that. They step on your front porch this morning and call roll. Huh? Healing come. Healing come. Healing is mine. It's a children's prayer. And I'm a child of God. Are you getting this this morning? Am I driving into you this morning? I'm trying to drive this into your soul. When you go to the hospital, keep the lights on. Devil lurks in the darkness. If you ain't asleep, come on. Now believe me, when I go to sleep, I want the lights off. I don't want the dark in the house and I want to sleep. But when I'm awake, I want the lights on because I need to see where I'm going. I don't like stuff with my little toe. Huh? In the dark. When you're at the hospital in the middle of the day, tell that nurse to turn that switch back on. I'm awake. Amen. Turn Bonanza off. The TV. Get into the healing scriptures. It's in your email. Get your loved one. Don't you go to the hospital by yourself. Somebody better be with you. Uh-huh. Well, you'd be like me trying to call 911 while you're in the hospital. Ain't trying to go take a shower. I gotta call 911 before she showed up. Need somebody there that loves you to take care of you while you're in the hospital. And if you can't read the scriptures, have your spouse read to you. If your spouse ain't there, have your child read to you. If you ain't got no family at all, tell that nurse, stop what you're doing and read this to me. Amen. You can't read to yourself. But guess what? This is on YouTube. This is on YouTube. Kenneth Copeland has got a whole YouTube thing where he's reading it. Keith Moore's got one. John Hagee has got he's read. You can just turn it on YouTube and they'll read it to you. Amen. Don't just read it one time and put it down to what I did, what the pastor said. No, faith goes by hearing, hearing by. That means you keep on. You get to 101, you go right back to one. And you just keep on. How long do I do that? Until you feel better. Until your report changes. Until the doctor says, well, I'm going to have to dismiss you because I can't find nothing wrong with you. 
That's what you do. We need to be stubborn like Brother Larry. Brother Larry had cancer. He said, that thing's gone. Ain't got no cancer. Doctor wanted me to take chemo just to waste my time. I'm going to have to do it because my wife was nagging me. But, you know, the doctor was nagging me, my wife's nagging me. So I guess I'm going to go do it, but this is a waste of time. I'm already healed. Amen. Amen. You're still here today, aren't you, brother? Still here today. <laughs> I know I've kept you a little bit longer than I used to do church, but I'm telling you, you've got to get this inside of you. You've got to get this inside of you this morning and obey the Word of God. 101 healing scriptures. Now, unless you just enjoy the flu, unless you just enjoy diarrhea, unless you just enjoy pneumonia, and all the other diseases, COVID, and that just makes your day, then just ignore everything I say today. But if you're like me, and you want to live healthy, and you want to feel good, amen, you want to feel good, amen, just because I said, I'm 20 years older than an angel, but inside I still feel 20. If I still feel 20 inside, I don't feel my age. Amen. Age is just on the outside. If you're on the inside, I'm still a young man. Amen about you. You're still a young man on the outside. Oh, but my grandfather's hands jumped on me somehow. I don't know how grandfather jumped on me. That's my grandfather's hands. That ain't mine. Mine's mine smooth and ain't got no scarping. I looked down at the same hands I saw my grandfather had. But on the inside, oh, I feel just a young man. How about you? Come on, let's, let's die healthy, not sick. Let's have healthy days, not sick days. Amen? Let's trust God. Amen? Read this over your family. Read this over them babies when they come home from sniffles. Amen? Read that over that. I'm going to tell you something. God's not dead. He's still alive. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. Give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, for blessing us today. The devil might have plans against us, but God, you are for us. And no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against us shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Father, I thank you for that today. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that this, this hit us, God, and went to our souls. Lord, that we can grab a hold of this. Be it unto us according to thy word. And thy word says we don't have to be sick. Thy word says we don't have to be depressed. Thy word says we can be made whole and healthy. Thy word says that we are the head and not the tail. That word says we are blessed coming in and blessed going out. That word says I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the country. That word says our children are blessed because I'm blessed. God, we are a blessed people. You care about us, Lord. You care about our finances. And we don't have to be poor no more. The good news of the gospel is that we don't have to be poor no more. But you meet our needs according to your riches in glory. It's not about our bank account, God. It's about your bank account. It's not about our righteousness. It's about your righteousness. It's not about our bodies. It's about your healing power. It's not about our old age. It's about the sustaining power of the Word of God this morning, church. Oh, Father, I ask you right now, let it rain down blessings upon all those in the sound of my voice. He that has ears to hear, 
Let them hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. James chapter 5 tells us if, a question mark, if there's any among you sick, call for the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Amen. If you're sick, we'll anoint you with oil. We'll be glad to pray for you. We have some that we can stand in the gap for.